You've now entered the lap of luxury. Prepare your soul for a lavish journey into enlightenment. Hey guys, uh, we're back and we're here with uh, Just, a fellow Minotian. Minotian? Manan? Is that? Minoian. Mano. Yeah. What's uh, funny about, well, I don't know about you guys, but anytime I talk to somebody who has never heard of that place or they, they always pronounce it Mano, like they like look at it like, oh, I got to be, this place is fancy. Like, no, just straight up my not. <laughs> well, they do the same thing on the radio up here. On really? Commercials and stuff. Even up there? Yeah. What the same thing? Local it's people. Like, it's like, do, do you take what the local people say? Because they don't know any better than anybody else. You know what I mean? That's like, a good point. <laughs> Manat. You know what I mean? Like, who, how do you just, who decided how to pronounce it? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It, like, it, was, it probably was, like, once upon a time, like, some French person, it's like, ah, Mano, yes, that's what we're going to call this. And then people are just like, well, I pronounce it Minot, so, and then everybody else starts doing it, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Unless they're just outsourcing who's uh, recording the commercials. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Honestly, Maybe. that's not a bad model. Uh, how is it there right now, weather-wise? Beautiful. Yeah, I bet, man. Fuck. This is this is the best uh, best month of the year up here. Uh, yeah. Usually, we don't get any snow, and the weather's about sixty degrees and sunny every day. So that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, man. Summers, my not summers are just the best. And you you guys are in transition right now, but sometimes April. It's April right now for those listening. This might come out like several weeks later, but um, April could be like snow. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> it's know? barely April now. It's the last day of April. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. We had it some just, cold days at the, in the first couple weeks. Um, I don't think we got any snow this April. So. No? Okay. Yeah. It, I, I, the thing, I, one of the things I miss about there the most is – like the the long summer days so like especially on the weekends when it wouldn't get dark till like 10 30 so you could just mm-hmm. be out doing whatever you wanted all night it's kind of weird though because you don't want to be cutting well i didn't have to cut my grass but you don't want to be cutting your grass at nine o'clock when people are like winding down or somebody's getting ready to go to sleep you know but still yeah. that was man that was amazing i love that oh yeah i forgot about that yeah, here's hoping the mosquitoes aren't too bad this year. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, you're right. I feel like I never had an issue with the mosquitoes, but it might, it might just be they get trapped in my hair and they die before they make it to my skin, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like a woolly fucking mammoth. Yeah, they're like, get how do we that, get... Uh, get that Manscaped going. Yeah, they're yeah. like, how do we penetrate this his defenses here? episode sponsored by Manscaped. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> exactly it. So, um... How's Chuck Brown? I know you call him Charlie Brown, but I always call him Chuck Brown. Chuck Brown? Uh, Charlie Brown, your dog? Oh, Charlie. Charlie, yeah. Sorry. I, I, think I just came up with different names. And still yeah, you uh, you added that last name on there. Uh, yeah, Charlie's doing great. Um, I don't know, same as always. He's a little yeah. pain in the ass. So. <laughs> yeah, well... I guess that's what dogs are. I'm not, and I, I, this kind of goes back. We talked about a couple weeks ago with people having dogs. I think I'm the only person who's just doesn't, I don't know. I just don't really care for having a dog. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I Go can, ahead. I can fill you on that a little bit. Um, if I was single, I, I probably wouldn't have a dog. Right. Uh, it's much easier if you can spread out the workload. A little yeah. Bit. 
was the uh, was the dog more you or your wife's call on what it was kind of equal? Well, it was both of us. Okay. Um, we we both wanted a dog, um, but I mean, it, like I said, if it was just me, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have done that because I just know I wouldn't have the time by myself to put into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially being gone and all that yeah. shit. Um, I'm trying to have yeah. It. I don't want to have to, you know, deploy and then leave the dog with somebody. And I feel like, you know, if you're going to take on that responsibility, you should be uh, fully invested. Yeah, it's it's especially tough with military, man. You know, like it's that's crazy. Yeah. Even like a TDY or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I suppose. Well, actually, do you know what's what you're going to next? Do you have a your next yeah, assignment? So, so my goal is to stay up here for one more year, because okay. uh, then I'll complete my first gate, and then oh, after nice. that, yeah, it's good. Then all the doors are open after that, right? So yeah, exactly. Um, I'm gonna uh, start an application here pretty soon for the academy's AOC program. Oh, nice. Okay. To hopefully go up there and command a cadet squadron, but if not, man, I'll I'll basically go do anything that's not flying the B fifty two for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you ever think I hear about, you. You ever think about like uh, like a foreign affairs officer or um, uh, there's another one of those, some something along the same lines. I think Sonic is doing something like that. But um, yeah, I mean, think- I I wouldn't say no to it. I'd have to learn more about it first. Yeah, so I don't I don't know much about it. I think they basically if you don't already have a master's in it, they they pay you to get a master's in um, political science. Then you also go to defense language institute. You pick or you learn a language, whatever they do, uh, whatever specialty you're going. And then yeah. you go basically go somewhere and be like a either embassy person or defense uh, like um some kind of defense uh, liaison to whoever. Um, but yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I'd, I'd happily learn Mandarin if the, uh, if the air force is going to pay for it. My wife would love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'd be uh, awesome. The reason I was asking about the assignment was because I saw that you pulled the trigger on the nine year uh, bonus. Yeah. Yeah. What was your, uh, <laughs> how did that, how, what was the uh, decision matrix going into that and how'd that feel like clicking the button? Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that decision was definitely a, uh, a hard thought decision. Um, for me, it was mostly about what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Um, and that I'm loving what I'm doing right now. Cause I'm the flight safety officer, uh, up at Minot. So, you know, I did my first four years at Minot doing, uh, additional duties that I did not enjoy stuff like scheduling, um, you know, computer person, <laughs> that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, and for a little bit, I was like, you know, I got a couple years left. Uh, if I don't get the job that I want to do here soon, I'm probably just going to look at getting out, finding a guard unit. Luckily my squadron commander was looking out, out for me. Uh, and I, I got into the FSO gig last summer um and it looks like i'm going to be able to do that for all the way until uh my planned time leaving here next summer okay so 
based on that, it's like, well, I get to enjoy myself for two, my last two years at Minot doing a job I really love. And then I get to go do something that's not flying the B-52 for a little bit. So that'll give me enough of a, of a break and a, a, a change of scene to refresh me, I think. Oh, for sure. And then uh, even if I come back to the B-52 after that, you know, maximum, what, six, seven years uh, flying the B-52 left after that. Yeah. And it'll be, I think it'll be a good taste kind of having something else uh, under your, I guess, under your repertoire. And you'll be able to kind of bring that back to whatever, if you do come back to flying, uh, even if it's maybe not uh, B-52, flying something else if you want to. Granted, I don't know how often it happens, but. There's a couple other things out there. Um, I heard they get folks to fly on. I can't remember the name of the aircraft, something that's down at, uh, down there where Stratcom is. The E-4? Yeah, E-4. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's an option, but uh, really, I'd, I'd love to go back to Colorado Springs for a few years, man. Yeah, that's a cool place. I've never been. Um, I anxiously await going up the area, maybe not necessarily the academy, <laughs> but uh, that area, I hear nothing but great things. Yeah, love it up there. So one of the things that, uh, like, since I guess we're on the, not this conversation, we're on the topic, but uh, the hot button thing of the day is COVID and coronavirus. That's kind of dominating all of our thoughts. I said uh, uh, coronavirus Uh, and COVID. COVID? Yeah. Never heard of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, so it's this thing, it's this weird virus, you know, oh, um, but yeah, yeah you, you probably don't have to deal with it up there in North Dakota or anything. You never heard, like you're not, your, your job's not affected by it at all. I'm sure. Well, uh, I, I, st- we're still doing the, you know, the social distant, distancing <laughs> work from home as much as possible stuff, yeah. but yeah, North Dakota. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're social distanced all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like this is nothing new. What are you guys yeah. talking about? Like, what do you mean? Social distancing in my everyday life? Uh, <laughs> you got to drive two hours to get anywhere. So if there was an outbreak of something serious and my not, no problem. Dude, I, I say this every day. Like, if the zombie apocalypse comes to fruition, I would try to get to my not as fast as yeah. possible or get to North Dakota. Um, yeah. But uh, speaking of zombies, I will, I will talk about <laughs> zombies <laughs> off, the, off the podcast because uh, Port there knows what I, I think I'm getting at. But <laughs> uh, anyway, but with, uh, with this COVID, I think a lot of or at least I heard an article on NPR and I read something else. might have been Newsweek, too, or something like that. But um, they've been talking about a lot of people have been having a lot of really random and lucid dreams. And I didn't believe that before. But all of a sudden, this last week, I've been having like wild dreams, and out of nowhere, like, I don't normally remember my dreams, but for the first time in probably I'd say at least at least three or four years, like I've had like dreams where I consistently remember like just wild things, and I I don't know what it is, and I started talking to other people and like just at work, and they're like, yeah, I've been having a lot of weird dreams too. Have you guys had that experience yet? Yeah, I. Uh... I've had some lucid, I suppose, and vivid dreams. And like before COVID, I feel like I never, like I didn't have some for like several months, you know, but it's almost like uh, maybe every other day or something or every night, I I feel like I have a dream or two. 
that like is like really serious like in depth you know like detailed yeah. and i remember it afterward too you know yeah i don't know i don't understand why like if you how about you just anything for you uh not really i mean for me it's been mostly uh issues sleeping and stuff i don't know if it's because of my sleep schedule being all screwed up every day feels like a weekend but, <laughs> yeah. uh i've been sleeping like crap lately so i haven't had any really uh lucid dreams or anything though i, I wonder how it's probably long. because the 5g hasn't taken over up there 5G <laughs> 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 well, that's why brain hasn't every- been fried yet yeah it's not spreading everything are you guys worried about that <laughs> no no uh, there's so I many mean, there's so many theories out there it's like it's one of those things it's like you don't want to believe it, but then again, if it happens, it's like you know, it's like when you watch a movie. It's like when you watch the movie and like you know they're like falling into this trap, and you're like, you're so dumb. Why can't you just figure it out and put two and two together? You know what I mean? But yeah, but most people. But in all these movies where that crazy stuff happens, it's never like the wackos who are right. It's always the scientist who is ignored who is right. Yeah. <laughs> And then that kind of goes back to COVID. The uh, like, I think one of the first casualties in uh, China was that doctor who was kind of like, hey, warning everybody. And, and he was one of the first casualties over there, I, I believe. Um, I don't remember the guy's name. RIP, though. Yeah. But um, if you got anything, Port, because uh, I, I can go on to the next thing. No, I don't think so. Um other than just the usual crazy COVID discussion, but the, uh, like, 5G, I mean, are you guys, like, are you tracking the same theories that I am in terms of people think, like, the 5, like, the 5G, or... The what frequency is it? of it or something? Yeah, like, yeah. coronavirus is essentially 5G being rolled out or something like that. Like, and I don't get the, I don't get the long-term plan of that. And I think the, the one data point they have that kind of like maybe lends itself to being, you know, make sense or something is that everywhere 5G has been rolled out is where coronavirus hit. And if it, if 5G hasn't been rolled out, I don't think coronavirus is there. I haven't taken a deep dive, but. Yeah. So I, I spend a lot of time sitting around watching YouTube a lot. (laughs) Um. And I've seen a lot of stuff where these these theories have been just thoroughly debunked. Like it, oh, really? Like uh, it's not everywhere that uh, 5G has been rolled out. And 5G was being rolled out um, even like early last year, not early last year, like late last year in some places, right. way before the virus started. Yeah. Um, so it's and then the the big thing is like the the high frequencies supposed to you know mess with the body and cause all this suffering in the body but uh you look at the the frequency and as you start to increase the frequency even more you start getting into like the frequency and like wavelengths of light like ultraviolet light and stuff like that it's like well how do they associate that it's the frequencies and the wavelengths of these of these things that are causing this when you get into even higher it's not right. Yeah, that's a good point. Or you think about even just getting get, getting bombarded yeah, bombarded by cosmic um, waves of all like basically all yeah. from the spectrum um, on the day. Or even just think about just the amount of radiation we get from the sun. You know, um, mm-hmm. how's that how's that changing? Um, 
yeah, I don't, and I haven't, I haven't done much research. Uh, the EWME hasn't come out uh, in a while. I haven't had to use that part much, but I don't even know what frequency range the uh, uh, 5G is in. I imagine it would be probably some. Or is it still around the the um, I guess Verizon kind of area or is frequencies? Yeah, it's not significantly higher, like comparatively. Probably like um, a four gig. I think range. it's a higher. I think it's a higher frequency, but not significantly higher. Interesting. Yeah. The other yeah. thing I go ahead. Sorry. The other thing I don't get is like, I mean, obviously technology involves and like you can't just jump from one to the other, right? But like, what was the big, like, why couldn't we have this technology just like we had four G? You know, like, was it was it just too expensive at the time? I suppose. It just hadn't been developed at the time. Well, I mean, yeah. what's, what's so just, different so, about it? So it's going to allow you to be able to download, I think it's like a gigabyte a second. Right. Now. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. But that, is, yeah, the other yeah. thing too, the other thing too is like, all that does really is you, you change from 4G, which is like, you can do work or whatever seamlessly or whatever, but now you're going to be able to download movies seamlessly. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it doesn't yeah. help. It just helps entertainment, I think, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> But I mean, that's what yeah. people want. That's what the people want. You know, give it to them. So it still blows my mind that it's going to be like information over the air is going to be faster than like mm -hmm. basically optical signals. I'm like, that's crazy. Like the amount of data that can be sent via like just again over the air instead of using um, yeah like fiber optic line. Like that is insane to me. Like how how is that possible? Like you can think like there's attenuation and stuff in the atmosphere. Like th this speed wonder, is wild. Yeah, I wonder if there's more. Uh, I don't know attenuation and and I, I don't know like uh, data loss or whatever. I don't know the technical terms to, for this stuff, but I wonder if it's more of that loss through, you know, the the fiber optic wires than uh, yeah, through the air. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. I have no clue. Yeah. And kind of what Port was just saying, too, you're talking about, like, it just, I kind of think about this kind of abstractly, but never right on the nose until you actually just said this, Port. But in theory, everything that we have right now could have been made, you know, 100 years ago. Like, all the stuff that we have, because it's not like there are new elements out there. It's just we don't have the technology to make it, or they didn't have that technology. So it's... It's really the only like human creativity is what has really changed, not necessarily the um, like microchips and all that stuff. Like if you if you gave somebody a machine, like you could go back in time, take somebody and say, hey, here's this machine. It makes microchips and you can make phones with this. And they're like, uh, what? And they can do it. Like they can still take all those processes and make metal, make silicone, all that kind of stuff. It's just wild to think about that. <laughs> like, every, something that is not even feasible today 200 years could be an everyday occurrence just because it was thought of not necessarily that we couldn't develop it today right yeah it's basically crazy. basically uh just ideas and discoveries building on top of the work of other people before them um, yeah those incremental steps along the way that are required and yeah. I think a lot of times too, like they might have an idea, like obviously like, you know, 4k, maybe they're going to be like, Oh, well, 8k is coming obviously. But 
they're just waiting for certain technologies to break through to trigger it being available to the wider market or you know more uh uh what's it called like cheaper yeah yeah yeah, for the average person or something economic economical yeah yeah Yeah, that's the word that's the smart (laughs) word there it is yeah i think that's all i had on that one but (laughs) it's gonna be crazy man it's like it's also oh sorry actually one more thing the yeah it's crazy just like you think about like having a laptop and just walking around with it it's like <laughs> like you have you know what i mean like you usually use a computer and you just uh, inherently think about an inner like internet with that or like data you know but like if you didn't have like if you didn't use a hotspot or there's no wi-fi around that thing's ba- not useless but it's like not you can't use it to the maximum extent you know so it's like it might as well be I wish 5G would just be everywhere and we just got rid of Wi-Fi, essentially. You know what I mean? And you just paid for, like, a data plan for wherever you are. And then you would also you could also get rid of um, uh, cell towers, right? Because you could just call people off of data. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if it's 5G, it's going to be just, like, ridiculous speeds that you, sh- you should have no lag or any ish interruptions, you know? Yeah. And your, so, your call clarity should be, like... It, sh- it should be like you're speaking into one of the blue snowball ices, you know, <laughs> like it, every single time it should be because there's, there's no limit. I will say I do notice a significant amount of clarity uh, when I'm talking iPhone to iPhone on um, instead of like just via cell network, uh, but using like FaceTime audio, like it's crystal clear. It's crazy. Um, I think the same thing for like, if you use like, um facebook messenger calls uh, i've noticed very clear audio comparatively hmm. yeah whatever happened with that uh we were getting in get into it with shark but net neutrality just do you know about that uh not a lot with it um i've, I've watched the uh the john oliver stuff on it a little yeah bit. Uh, yeah that was one of those things that i think like that that was like a really sinister thing, I think, where the general yeah. public, like it's like a good thing for the general public to have net neutrality. I think President Obama put that in or like, you know, just in that time frame, not to, you know, say like, oh, the Democrats won or something. But uh, <laughs> but then this guy, I forget his name, but he's like head of the uh, is it the FCC? FCC. Yeah. Yeah. He like he was he used to be he used to work for Verizon or Verizon has a deal with him, I think where if he gets this done or something that he'll like go, he'll go back there and, you know, get a million dollars or whatever. And so he got rid of net neutrality. So I guess companies can throttle essentially connections so that, you know, if you're on Netflix or something, you can go faster or something. I don't I forget what it is, but yeah, I, I remember it hurting the, what it is. <laughs> yeah. And it just like, it really fucks with the consumer, but it was one of those things where, the consumers was were actually able to like fight it off with like votes or whatever else or and then they just they kind of slipped it through at some point and then you know it's the, like mm, the, yeah this is what the people want and like okay we hear you ha 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 look over there and slide it through. yeah the evil corporations won you know it's just like that's that shit's insane. so tiring you know it's getting yeah. pretty bad like i mean it granted it's all like throughout mankind it's kind of always been bad but yeah maybe it's just because i'm getting older and now <laughs> i gotta start thinking about this stuff more but that's wild to think about that you can literally have everybody like oh yeah yeah this is what we want to do and they're just like mm, 
I don't think you do. Uh, (laughs) I've got this pile of money over here that says that's not what you want. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, ooh, money. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, different strokes for different folks, but it's like, I don't know how these people live with themselves with like, like, I was thinking the other day, sorry, I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but like, if you made a million dollars a year, what would the difference between that and making like $900,000 a year? You know what I mean? It's like, uh, it's like at some point it's like you, you're fine, (laughs) you know, like, (laughs) and it's like, what's the next threshold where you become like, where's the fuck you money versus like the comfortable money? Yeah. I I think that kind of goes into people like, like people like the idea of money. Like we, we talked about this before. Um, if you don't, people don't understand their why. They don't. They don't know what they're going to do with the money. They don't know why they want to have the money. They just know that they have it and it's going to help them. They think, like exactly like you said, what's the difference between a million dollars versus nine hundred thousand dollars? Like you're probably going to live exactly the same. It's not like you're. Um, it, it's not like you're make or break or your lifestyle you that extra 10,000 or sorry, the extra hundred thousand dollars is going to make the difference, you know? So yeah. I think people don't, people don't understand why they want it. And that, that kind of goes the same. Um, and I don't know if you guys are like this when you're little, but, uh, I was, I'm a, I'm still a big saver, but I, I save with a purpose, uh, when it comes to my money, but people love to save money, invest. And like, again, I'm not poo-pooing investing, but People, I think a lot of times people love to invest because it's almost like a game to them. They they, they see money yeah. as a like it's a way to it, it, it's not an ends to a means. It's just a way like to your, track like your life points or something. Yeah, your exactly. In life, it's yeah, like the higher true. your points are, the higher you rank in life. <laughs> right. No, that's that's exactly it though, and I, I think people always forget and this can probably go into maybe what you want to talk about or not want to talk about but one of the things that you're more familiar with but like at the end of the day you know health like wealth can't buy you health and at the end of the day you can't take the money with you when you're when you die so um like it's what does like what does it really mean uh if you're not doing anything worthwhile with it i i agree uh like i'm i'm a person um who saves quite a bit. Uh, but I think like you, uh, there's, there's goals for that, for that money to be used. And I wouldn't say, and I think you guys would agree. I wouldn't say that us, uh, officers are, you know, uh, the top of the, uh, the money making scheme. If you get my drift, we're not, <laughs> we're not the rich folks We're we, you know, we make enough to be, uh, pretty comfortable, but, uh, most of the time, if we're saving, it's usually saving for a house or something like that. We don't, we don't have these multi-million dollar businesses on the side. Most of us <laughs> right. don't have that on the side. Um, but the issue is, you know, you get into these people who are multi-millionaires, billionaires, that kind of stuff. And instead of taking that money that they have and actually making a difference in the world, they take that money that they have and they sit on it or they use it to buy power over other people. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what really gets to me. I mean, I have no problem with folks like Bill Gates um, who like donate so much of his money to charitable uh, foundations and his own foundation and stuff to actually do good things. Um, 
Yeah, he's one of the he's one of the good ones. I'd say again, this is this will be probably the music to Port's ears, but I think one of the persons who does who does it the best is Elon Musk. Like he literally takes his money, he moves it around so much towards these different projects. Like he's not just he's not just like holding. It, like, I'm I'm super wealthy. I think I'll just take this money and run. Like he's like, no, I'm I'm take this money. I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna make a lot of money with my cars so I can get to Mars and live there. And he starts building these rockets, and then he takes the money from doing that too he's like okay well now we can make the earth better here let's do that um i think he's probably one of the better people who takes he actually has goals for the use of his money yeah yeah i'm, uh, I'm pretty much in love with him but um <laughs> what about his uh what about his recent comments what did yeah. he say recently i haven't seen he's, it go ahead just uh he's basically talking about how this uh all these shutdowns and stuff it's basically fascism is what he's calling it um <sighs> stay-at-home orders and all that kind of stuff, authoritarianism, fascism. Yeah, he's very, like, I've noticed he's very much against, like, any rules. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I think that's kind of ridiculous. Because they're libertarian. Yeah, I think it would just, you know, obviously hurt us if we just kind of open the floodgates without, like, a measured approach. I mean, and right now, even, I think, but, you know, soon maybe we'll be okay. I don't know, but... It is. Uh, we got. We got to use a careful hand here. But oh, yeah. um, what I was gonna say was the. Um, I think it was Bill Gates and Warren Buffett um, had like a bunch of billionaires sign this document to give away like I think half their wealth or something by the time they're like whatever ninety or something. Um, and I think Jeff Bezos signed it. Elon signed it. Um, and I think a few others. So. Yeah, and I, I think that's great. I mean, even then, half their wealth by that age, that's still nothing. Yeah, <laughs> nothing I know. Yeah. They're not going to notice a change in their <laughs> in their life. <laughs> but I, oh, man, you know, the, yeah. The weird thing is, is like, it's, I, I always think about how, like, you know, you could be, like, if we, if we all had, like, a billion dollars, we could live the same way we're living, you know? But, like, if, you know, with Elon Musk, like, he can't just live in a normal neighborhood, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I guess he could, but like, you know, you'd have crazy people or whatever, you know, knocking on his door. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, they might do something crazy too. Yeah, something like threaten him or something. House or something. Yeah, exactly. It's like, so it's almost like they have to have, you know, a higher threshold, I suppose. But yeah, it's like, what, what point? Like, how much? What's the minimum amount of money you really need to live the rest of your life comfortable, and then like end, you know, with zero zero dollars you know almost mm -hmm. but uh yeah that's an interesting point <clears throat> i think uh kind of going back talking about getting back to regularity um i i'm, I'm kind of hesitant honestly like people we keep on thinking that like oh well this is going to be this whole pandemic it's just going to be it's going to be over in they, they started with may like okay it's going to be now it's june uh I personally don't think we're, we're going to get back to a normal semblance of life until September, personally. Yeah. Um, and I, I think people forget that, like, you're not, like, even if we do go back to normal work, this thing is not just going to go away. Like, it's it's going to stick around for a bit until we get a, um, get a, not a cure, but get a vaccine. And it's still going to be like, think about how many people get um, the flu after getting the flu vaccine. Like, it, it, shit happens. But one of the like I, I saw I want to say is Orange Beach in New Jersey? I can't remember. It's uh, in uh, California, Alabama. Yeah, Al Alabama. Orange Cal Beach. Yeah, 
Yeah. There's a, there's a couple orange beaches. Yeah, around, there are. Sure. Yeah. But uh, one yeah, of these, that's true. If I, if I had to guess, it, I'd, I can't remember which one, but I saw an, uh, a, an article that said Orange Beach opened up um, this last week and they already have 300 new coronavirus cases. Now, it could be it could be <laughs> from like they're counting the entire state like regular transmission. But yeah, also, I mean, if the beach is like that, they, there can't be a coincidence. 300 in a week, 300 new cases. That's insane. Like, what are people thinking? Like, they think this is a good idea? Yeah, people well, are retarded, man. Uh, well, it's... I I can't really blame too much the individuals with the with the kind of stuff that we see going on uh, with the leadership. Um, there's, there's so much misinformation being spouted by people that it's really <laughs> yeah. hard to know what to believe right now. Yeah, uh, for the for the regular person, because I mean, we come we come from a little bit of a privileged situation where we've all been to college. Um, you know, we've been we've been taught critical thinking skills and all that stuff for a long period of time. And we have to put those skills to use every day in our jobs. Yeah, um, not everybody has that same uh, privilege and background. Yeah. So I, I I find myself sometimes getting angry at these people, and then I have to take a step back and I can be like, shit, man, what if I was in that same situation? What would I be thinking right now? Yeah, that's a, that's actually a really good point. Like you don't get mad at a child for thinking like a child, you know? And you and I don't, I I would hesitate with calling them children. No, 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 no. Yeah, but I'm no, not I, saying. I, like, I get your point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or you could say like you don't get you don't get mad at a dog for acting like a dog, you know, or you don't get mad at a person for believing everything they see if they've never had to or they've never been taught the skills to um, think critically, especially mm-hmm. when they only listen to you know certain outlets. Um, and that goes for either side of the aisle, you know, like not to get too political, but you know, like yeah. I, I think both sides and I we've all been that point where we just, we don't really know much about something like hell. Think about the first time, you know, you flew, like you only knew so much. And then the instructor's always like, are these guys retarded? Why can't they just get this? You just, hit, <laughs> you just, you just press this button, go here, go change this page, print here and input the yeah. coordinates and you're good. And then you're like, I can't understand that because I'm not near, like I've never had been, I've never had to think like that before. Well, well think about how much bad information you were taught during your first flying experiences and you were really young flying. And then years later, after, after experiencing it and going through it and having other instructors, you start to realize, crap, that was terrible information. That yeah. I was given. But you didn't recognize it at the time because somebody of authority, somebody you thought knew what they were talking about. Told it to you. <laughs> yeah. It, it's kind of funny to see that too. It, it, it all comes to a head when you start to see like the people around you. Um, and this is, a, I think this is universal, not just from the communities we came from. This is, it happens everywhere. When you kind of, as you grow up and you start to see everybody who is at your level progress and you're like, there's some strong swimmers and some weak swimmers. And then when the weak swimmers get the, some of those positions of power, people, you're just like, dear God, have mercy on us all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It, very, these are weird times, as Joe Wagon says, uh, it's wild times, wild times. Yeah. And like people, 
people are going around, uh, you know, with these protests and stuff and you see stuff on social media. What's going on these days? These are crazy. It's crazy times. But I don't see this as anything new. Personally, I see this as just, you know, a, a continuation of the symptoms that we have in our country right now. Um, it's just making things more clear. I think this this virus has just highlighted a lot of the problems that were already there. Um, yeah. It hasn't created new problems. <laughs> it's just exacerbated the ones we currently are in, we currently have. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I think that's something that we could probably all take take in consideration. At least is and a lot of this stuff wouldn't be brought to light, so maybe that's a good thing um, because we got a chance now to fix what we see, or we at least have the opportunity. Not to say we actually will, but we have opportunity that's been brought to our attention. So it's only yeah, on that's, us. That's that's something I I think about sometimes. Is you know what good is going to come of this in the end? What can we get out of this? And if we learn from this experience, uh, we can learn a lot. Like all the all the uh, highlights about, you know, the folks who are really important, the workers who are really important that are oftentimes underpaid, uh, living in terrible conditions, can barely get by. And then this pandemic hits and we realize, oh, crap, these are the people who we rely on so much yeah. to show up and do these jobs during these times. Because, you know, the people who get to stay home and still draw a paycheck they yeah. rely on these people who are oftentimes, you know, still working during this crisis and getting paid crap. Yeah. Uh, the, the gig economy is huge. Oh, yeah. The gig economy stuff as well. Hopefully this this all leads to improvements and uh, putting aside, you know, political uh, talking points and stuff for the actual greater good. <laughs> yeah. And I think that we kind of hit that, too, a couple of weeks ago. Um this is kind of our chance uh, to really not only unite as a country, but unite as a a human race around mm-hmm. something to kind of get everybody going back the same direction, at least for a little while. But uh, yeah, yeah, and I don't know how to say it. it's like not that the grocery store workers like it's like their day in the sun in a in like a bad way you know or like you know kind of in a mean way but it just goes to show like everybody kind of you know it, i guess it just I, th- I feel like every once in a while things just get shown you know you, you kind of you're grateful for what you have until it's gone or sorry you're, you're not grateful for what you have until it's gone right and mm-hmm. this kind of just shines and shows that like all these all these people that you kind of you know take for granted essentially are now the most critical people kind of like what you guys were saying you know and like it eventually always shows but now is kind of their time and uh, you know hopefully i was think i was always thinking about like okay we're going to change the way we work but hopefully this maybe gives them more i don't know uh benefits and stuff like that you know because yeah they're 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 essentially on the front lines along with the nurses and all them right you know so yeah or the doctors so um yeah hopefully we get a i think the vaccine takes like 18 months or something so maybe in like two years we'd feel kind of more (laughs) (laughs) kind of feel more comfortable with it you know what i mean but it's kind of scary till then but uh well and and i think uh if they get a if they get a good reliable treatment thing 
things could probably return even even sooner. Yeah, that's true. Even if they can't vac- vaccinate, if they could get a treatment that works quickly and effectively, that limits the time like six people sick people are taking up space in hospitals and uh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I don't, what was that thing about like um, the Restavir or something like that? The drug or the drug that helps with. You know, it, it's not a vaccine, but it helps treatment, I believe. And then there, there, like a report came out saying it might be good, and then another report said it's not good, and now it's back to being good or something like that. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like, what's happening, man? You it changes well, stuff so much. I think that's just a result of our of our crappy news cycle that we have, where every time something pops up, we got to hear about it. Yeah. Yeah, and I wonder how many things not to be like conspiracy theorists, but like I wonder how many things are happening right now that we don't even know about, you know, because everybody's so yeah. concentrated on coronavirus cuz I mean like what else has, you know, what else is happening? You know, like oh, we, we don't hear about anything else, you know. Yeah, and 5G. I, 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 I 5G. follow <laughs> Yeah. They're, they're shoving the 5G down our throats while we're all distracted. Like <laughs> uh, um yeah, I follow a lot of stuff like that just Try and keep my uh, my ear to the uh, I don't know something that I would hear a lot of stuff through. I don't know the word. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But there's uh like I follow a lot of like social issues and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's good. And there there's there's a lot of stuff going on with uh, uh, you know pushing for uh, reduced immigration, which is essentially being disguised and and these are my personal opinions obviously um yeah but these guys says you know protecting america from the coronavirus yeah um, that uh, i think that's um that's a real uh, a real thing uh now it's it, that's an, that kind of goes to what we talked about earlier just people like a lot of times people find any way to profit off of um or not profit but improve their position um whatever it may be off of um not pandemics but off of crisis i guess if you will oh yeah Um, this is one of those things that's it's kind of if that's your if that's their that's their main thing then yeah they're why why wouldn't you use this and you know exactly uh i got something for you specifically just uh, if you would be willing to talk about it, it's more me- a more metaphysical thing. Uh, uh, I, I, think don't, this... I don't like to talk. No, you don't like about you don't like no. metaphysical. Not That's at all. Else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, I know one of the things, and I, I've had this actually argument with, or not argument, but um, I would say more discussion with people because uh, I I think. I, I'm a personal believer in kind of like there's there's a bunch of different ways to believe and get through life. Um, like I'm personally a Christian. Um, I know you're an atheist, but like that doesn't stop us from being friends. Um, one thing that I would like to I like to hear your point of view on is there's a lot of times that people, especially when they believe in a religion like that kind of helps their, I guess, spirituality or helps in helps them cope with difficult times. Um and I know for you, you probably have like since religion really isn't part of your life, you still have to find mechanisms for coping with things uh, or difficult situations. What are some of the things that you're able to do that, um, I guess, 
that you don't so that you don't need religion for to I guess feel better like when you feel down or um, kind of make you not happy but um, kind of keep you having a drive towards whatever you happen to be doing. I think uh, I think it's the same essentially the same thing that uh, religious people have. Um, you know, I spend time with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I do things that I enjoy. Sometimes I take some time out of my day to, I don't know, do something that's meditative, uh, something where I can just relax my head. Usually for me, that's running. I usually run a, uh, quite a bit during the week. Um, and I can just kind of zone out and think when I do that. So that, that relaxes me a lot. Um, yeah. you know, I, you, it's, it's, it's a very kind of, uh, I don't, I don't want to say, uh, I don't want to say it's a difficult question to answer because everybody's going to have their own, own, uh, things and, um, your reasoning behind doing certain things, um, you know, may have an effect on whether that thing works for you. So for some people, it's going to be sent down, uh, praying, going to church, whatever it is. Um, and it may just be that the the reason they do it, the the thought behind it, them thinking that it's going to, uh, their, their God or whatever is going to help them get through it. That may be enough to just calm them down and relax them and help focus them to help them get through the situation. Um, yeah. And I just instead of adding that extra step of the God in there, I just do the things that relax me and help me focus and help me just get through the day. Yeah. Now, I think that's uh, like the reason I ask, because I think a lot of times people um, they kind of get it. They get really hard up on a lot of differences. But I think um, as we're in this time of uh, difficulty and especially a lot of people having uh, tough times dealing with isolations and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people are, they want to say like, Oh, you know, you'll never like, you'll never have that without, you know, X, Y, or Z again, me, uh, me personally, like that's what helps me. I kind of have that extra step in there. Um, but the, it's one of those things that I, I wish people would be more understanding um, that there's a lot of the same things that we do Um all over, whether it's a person who is um, is religious, agnostic, or atheist, um, it's. I think in that aspect, it's the human. It's the uh, I guess the humanness in us um, that yeah. if we can kind of focus on that, a lot of times will help us find more uh, similarities and differences. Yeah, and and uh, it's it's rare for me, especially in the military, with with. You know, we all have so much experience interacting with people of different backgrounds. We're kind of, whether we like it or not, we have to be accepting of the people around us um, and understanding, you know, to a point um, that folks are going to have different beliefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we can't go and and just kind of point to people and say they're doing it wrong. Um you don't have what it takes because you don't believe this thing that I have. So you're, you're basically screwed. Um, we, we don't get anywhere with that. So, and like you said, we are all humans Our our um, the mental fu- functions and emotions and all that kind of stuff that we have have been developed through 
uh, evolutionary process. We all have those things unless you um, have some sort of mental disorder or something that's been diagnosed. Mm -hmm. Um, You have those capabilities. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I will say this too. Um, and I, I would imagine, well, I guess I don't really know. I think the military is a little different, uh, at least in, in the aspect of, um, when it comes to religion, because I mean, we are part of the government and the whole idea is, um, like you don't endorse one specific way, although there may be a predominance in, you know, different branches or whatever. But I, I will say that one of the things, and I think Shark is like I've had many discussions with Shark on this. But uh, one of the things that, like, if people feel that they are in the majority or there's a majority of uh, a certain way of thinking, they have no problem calling people out um, about or like just saying things. Like one of the biggest things, again, I think that Shark would agree with. Uh, or not agree with, but he, and I've seen him, I guess, come combat this a lot is when people are like, Oh, uh, again, not to get too political, but like, Oh, it's just the liberals doing this or that and the other. And just because again, it is the military and there happens to be, I'd probably say a lot more, uh, conservatives and liberals in the military, um, just by sheer numbers. <laughs> and I think a lot of times people's kind of real colors show. And like, sometimes you have to realize that like, sometimes acting a certain way will alienate others um, or it's very easy to alienate just because they don't see it or think of it as being something different. It's like, Oh, everybody here is like this. So I can say anything off the wall that I want, but um, that's kind of, I know that's something that's kind of, I have a, uh, a beef with people when they kind of hop out and do kind of stuff like that. It's just, just because you are in the majority doesn't mean you can ignore everybody else or pretend that other people's ideas or ideologies are non-existent because if the shoe was on the other foot, they'd be the first ones to complain. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of talking about the actual idea or belief as opposed to the person who has that belief. Uh Uh, You got to be able to, you got to be able to separate the two. And then you also have to be able to understand that not everybody's, uh, in a position to be able to talk about their beliefs or even feel comfortable talking about their beliefs. Because if, if that's the case and uh, you're talking to somebody who just doesn't want to talk about it, you're going to get nowhere in the first place. Yeah. So before I go into any conversations about that kind of stuff, I always ask <laughs> if the people I'm talking to actually want to have that conversation or somebody posts their their opinion for everybody to see on Facebook, <laughs> then I take that as a tacit endorsement of conversation at that point. Yeah. Um, but if, if it's just something they keep to themselves or they act on those beliefs, but they don't, uh, they don't feel comfortable discussing it. Then I don't discuss it. Like I have conversations all the time with wildcard about um, religion and philosophy, morals, all that kind of stuff. But we both go into it with the understanding that, uh, you know, these topics are open for discussion and, and it's not going to get into a a, uh, a situation where we're attacking each other or, or making uh, making proclamations about whether the other person's a good or bad person based on a belief that they have. Yeah, um, I think that's a, that's a, I never um, I, I'm, I'm kind of a person to avoid a lot of those kinds of conversations without, um, I guess, 
just because I know it's like a lot of times like I'm pressed for time. Like I don't have time for this, but I think that's a, that's a huge, um, what you said as far as, uh, asking. So like, Hey, is this something that you're willing to have a conversation about? And if they're like, no, like, okay, we'll talk about it later or something. But instead of just like launching into it. And, um, I think if a lot of people actually, when they're saying something controversial like that, or even if somebody says something and then you're like, Hey, um, I feel a different way. This is something that you would like to talk about. And, if, and then, uh, you can actually, everybody can kind of, you bring the civility out, I guess. Well, yeah. And you don't even have to start with, I feel differently. Do you want to talk about it? You could start with, Hey, do you just want to talk about it? Do you want to tell me uh, what you believe and why there's a, there's a method. Um, there's this gentleman on, who does a lot of YouTube videos. His name is Anthony Magda Bosco, And he uses this method called street epistemology. And he'll basically go to a location, he'll set up some cameras and, and microphones, and people will come by and he'll say, hey, do you want to have a conversation about uh, a belief that you hold? And the person will say, yeah, and then he explains what's going on. He said, okay, tell me a belief that you have uh, that really affects your life. And a lot of people usually they'll go with their religion. And he'll just ask them questions about it. Mm-hmm. He'll just go down to questions where the point is for the person to examine their own beliefs. Uh, in deep in like deep detail, without the goal being to change the person's mind, Just yeah, to examine their own beliefs. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of it. Is that the so, same guy who's got the? Uh, it, it's not the same guy who ha- says, you know, something, something, something changed my mind. That's not the same no, guy, is it? No, definitely not. <laughs> no, that's, that is the worst way to do things. Yeah, I don't like that guy at all. Um, yeah, that's always the best way to do th- or like, I guess, well, I guess in this case, it's like the best way to make sure they kind of know what they're, or, you know, like for them to articulate it essentially. But like, it's just like when people tell you the best way for you to learn something is for you to teach it to somebody else. You know what I mean? It's like, cause you, you often don't get, uh, you know, for lack of a better term tested with like all the information. Right. So it's like, that could fill that could figure out the holes that you have for you to learn more later. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's always like good. I, yeah, go ahead. Like along with that, like I'm of the mindset that uh, any belief or position I hold is always up for debate. It's always possible to change that position with new information. So, you know, I'm right now I'm a, I'm a relatively liberal person, um, which I think a lot of, atheists are um but if somebody brought the right information to me or the right argument and you know it made sense it was uh, you know a good argument good evidence i would be forced at that point to change my mind Mm. um that's an interesting way to put it and i i want to know what's what's the right positions to have i want to um, I'm, I'm also uh, a skeptic, and my goal is to believe as many true things and as few false things as possible. So if I have a belief that is just not up for questioning, I'm potentially set in believing something that's wrong that can't be corrected. So you know, that's good. That's a good way to look at it. I think that's that's something coming. We can all uh, we can all take. Uh, it helps us take a good look at ourselves and see if we're making uh, rash decisions about things uh, just because we really want it to be true. And without, like, I, oh man, I could, 
uh, I could be petty on these things because um, I have a lot of I'm annoyed easily by people who just uh, a blind belief in some stuff. But anyways, um, yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know if anybody really has blind belief, um, because uh, I'm convinced. I should say I'm. I'm not convinced um, that anybody believes anything by choice. They they've gotten some sort of uh, information at some point that convinced them into that belief. Hmm. Like I. I don't choose to. Um, I don't choose to believe that I'm sitting in an apartment right now. I just, all the information that I'm getting right now convinces me that I'm in an apartment. Gotcha. Yeah. I can't, I can't choose right now to believe in God. Um, cause I, I haven't been convinced. Mm-hmm. If somebody said, Hey, I'll give you a hundred dollars to believe this. I still wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So even if, people believe things that are uh, that I can demonstrate to be uh, incorrect. Um, they might have some sort of experience or something that, that I'm not aware of that's convincing them that their position is correct. So that's why it's, it's, it's a good idea to have that person tell you why it is they're convinced of that belief, because then you can determine whether that's a good uh, reason or not. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I suppose that comes all down to, like, the, I guess the only thing you could say is, like, in terms of religion, I guess, suppose, mm-hmm. um, not to go too far into that, but is basically faith. You know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah. there's no way to, like, there's no way to, you know, the, uh, if you have to believe, you know, what is it? To see it, to believe it type of thing, you know? Yeah. Like, that's not going to happen, right? Or, I mean, yeah, you know, currently, I guess. But, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And that, that's like, and I understand what you're saying. It's like, in a, in terms of like a scientific um, kind of approach, it's like, it's almost just like a leap, I guess, leap of faith kind of thing. You know, like, there's no, there's not really like a bridge there. I suppose, you know, you could say, of course, the Bible or whatever, or other writings or something, and you believe in that, but like the belief is just a leap, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some people go that route. I can't say it's everybody because I've heard a lot of different positions on it. But um, yeah, when it comes to faith, and uh, you know, usually I don't. Uh, I try not to mince my words, but uh, to me, that's faith is, uh, in my opinion, the most dishonest uh, way to come to any belief because it's basically saying I believe this and it cannot change. Uh, it's basically an an assertion that you will not change your mind on this position, no matter what. Um, so I try and not use faith for anything. Yeah, but I guess how do you like how do you go around that then? You know what I mean? Like if you have, you know, let's just say you have faith that somebody's going to do something. You know, well, and may, maybe you have no like prior knowledge of them doing anything. You know, it's like you're just operating on faith. Well, do you mean faith as in like the the religious term, or faith as in trust? Like faith as in trust, I suppose. Yeah, because those are two different things, and a lot of people equivocate between those terms. Uh, you know, faith in that in the trust sense, you're going off of your prior knowledge about something. So if you have faith that somebody's going to do something. 
well, you know that certain conditions might lead them to do that thing. You know that person's uh, habit patterns. Um, you may have asked that person to do something. There's all these little bits of information that go into a, a certain level of trust at that point that you have. So usually when somebody says they have faith, they, they usually just mean I have a lot, a lot, a lot of trust that this is going to happen. Um, whereas on the religious side, um, uh, like uh, Luxury, I think, was saying earlier, it's basically just faith itself. You don't have evidence that you're basing the faith on, or it wouldn't be faith at that point. It would be evidence. Well, you know, maybe in, in the religious aspect, the faith would be that the Bible is true and somebody experienced it and wrote it down. Although I've always struggled with, like, is it true? You know what I mean? Like, it could be fabricated, right? You know? Well, so, there could be parts that are true and parts that are not true. Yeah. And I mean, oh. like, imagine, so if it happened right now, I, you know, it's always kind of weird to think about, like, you know, let's just say Jesus or the next Messiah or whatever yeah. came right there's, now. There's a whole show about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've seen that on Netflix. Yeah, that's yeah. good. By the Did way, you watch that, by the way? Sorry. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, it's interesting, um, but um, yeah, it's really, it's really I'll good. Take a look at it. But the way it ends, well, never mind. Um, but <laughs> hey, maybe I'll get... watch it and I can and I can talk to you guys some other time about it if you want. Yeah, it. good. I but the so. they, I think they did. They say they got rid. I heard like two different things. They either got renewed or didn't get renewed. And I think COVID is making it so they can't film or something like that. Or it might yeah. come out soon, but I'll be interested to see that. That was, it was pretty good. It it, it took like a couple episodes to kind of get into, but. Um, Maybe they'll film it over like uh, webcams over Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do a Zoom episode. I was just talking to somebody yesterday about how uh, like the guys doing the SNL at home. It's like, yeah. it's just so crazy how not the same it is. You know, it's just so awkward kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially without an audience there, you know, um, yeah, you get to see everybody's house too. Like, <laughs> um, I watch any of the SNLs, but I'm I need to go on YouTube and look at them. Yeah, I think they're even on Instagram. If you find, like if you find any of the SNL people, they might post it. Oh, okay, um, but yeah, it's 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 just very odd because it's just like a different scene for every person, and you kind of have to like you know, think about like, oh, this is all one scene or they're both like there together, you know, make that up in your head kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah. So if like the say if, if it happened right now, I mean, I guess we would have social media and all that type of stuff, but, <laughs> but like you would think the only way to really transfer that is to record it down and there'd be no, Maybe. like, there's no like a hundred percent confirmation in the future that like people in the future could have that it actually happened. You know what I mean? Well, like, yeah, even, but the, that goes down the question. Like, even if it was to, or similar events were to happen right now, how would we demonstrate, how would we go about demonstrating that it's because of a God or not, and not some advanced technology that we don't yet understand? Like, how do you distinguish between the two of those? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's like the, yeah. But yeah, I guess the problem with that is like, it's the same thing as saying, how do you like you're basically saying you want to be you want to see everything but like well, if i like if i well, told you i don't yeah, know I'm like sorry if i told you like i don't know somebody got like we were doing an exercise on the ground or something and somebody got hurt and then i like just healed them with my hands or something 
how do you know I didn't, you know, like I didn't take them to a hospital and get them fixed versus, uh, like it was me doing it. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, that's what skepticism is. So it's, it's purporting your belief in something, um, reporting your belief in a claim based on the amount of evidence and the quality of the evidence. So if you told me somebody got hurt and they were bleeding, um, but you put a band aid on them and it's fine. Well, I don't need any evidence to believe that it's such a mundane claim. Um, you telling me about it, I'm just going to accept that it's true. You tell me that you magically healed them. I'm going to be like, Whoa, I need a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, well, I can't, I can't unfix them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to need a little bit more evidence. That one. Um, and it's not that I, it's not that I say that you're lying. I don't go that route. I don't say you're, you're telling me things that aren't true. I just say, no, I'm not convinced um, until I have the appropriate evidence. And that's the same thing with my uh, atheism. So some people think it atheism is, oh, you believe God doesn't exist. And that's not my position at all. My position is I do not believe a God exists. But if uh, new evidence came about that convinced me, then, yeah, I, I would believe. Well, so how can you believe? And sorry, I don't mean this as like a personal attack. How can you believe anything in history if it doesn't have like evidence associated with it? You know what I mean? Like, how could you believe yeah. uh, somebody said something? You know, I mean, obviously yeah, you could believe like. You. Uh, some fortress got sieged or something because you could see like the cannonballs or whatever on the castle or something like that. But you know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah, because to me that's a mundane claim that a fortress was under siege. Uh, that kind oh, of I stuff see. Okay. Happened all the time. So I'm not just going to believe it outright just because somebody tells me. I'm going to want to have a little bit of evidence. Maybe, um, maybe a historian wrote about it and they talked about the evidence they saw, and I'm going to be like, okay, fine, yeah. Um, but if they said that, I don't know, uh, this ship was going on the ocean and it came across mermaids and that's why it crashed because the <laughs> mermaids lured them into the rocks and they crashed. I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. Um, you could show me the shipwreck and all that kind of stuff, but um, there, there's a little bit too much there for me to, to conclude that that's a mundane claim. I'm going to need a little bit more than that. Okay, gotcha. So that, that's why the, the level of the evidence has to rise to the level of the claim. To get my yeah, point. essentially there's like kind of like a threshold there to like yeah. of what you know or like, you know, what is I suppose like kind of the standard or normal to what the claim is, yeah. And I kind of see it like this, and this isn't, this isn't something I kind of came up with on my own, but it's a position I hold now because it makes sense to me that if there is a, a God specifically the Christian God in this point, I'm, I guess, chatting with you guys. Um, and that God wants me to know him and have a personal relationship with him. Um, and that God has the capability to, to, you know, is omnipotent, all powerful, all that kind of stuff. Then that God would know and be capable of giving me that evidence that would convince me. Um, so I, I see it. You know, at this point, if if there is a, a, a Christian God specifically out there, the ball's in his court. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. Uh, I think that's a lot of like what you're saying is a lot of your, 
I guess it, it's just how your how your belief system is shaped. That's what you, like that is kind of what you need to, um, I guess, to believe in something uh, along those lines. So, and I think with when we have these um, discussions, there's not going to be one right answer for somebody because there may, may be somebody else who's um, they have the same um line of thinking as you but ha- what's going to convince them is going to be different there's different levels i guess to the game if you will um yeah and and it, i would say man it's it's really hard with religion um just because like there's a lot like again we don't really uh, i'm trying to remember there's some there's I've, I've seen the quote a million times you know um there there's some things that like we we may be wrong, um, and then we'll if we're if we're all wrong, you know, or I say like say us as um, Christians or whatever, um, if we're wrong, like no harm, no foul. But if we're right, you know, hey, you go, you get we get to the next level. Uh, I'm sure you've heard yeah, that. I got argu- you. <laughs> I, I'm sure you've heard that argument before. And like yeah, I, that's, I uh, that's, that's I Pascal's wager. Yeah, what that's I, called. There you go. Um, um, and yeah, I don't I don't buy it. <laughs> yeah it, it, and it's one of those things like I, I and to me i always like when i kind of look at people and i have discussions like i have friends who really get upset when they they, they and i'm sure you've seen this on facebook probably too like people get really get upset when um people of other faiths or people who have no faith um at least in the faith aspect that we were kind of discussing a few minutes ago um have something different than them and they're just like uh they just get really hurt of us like hey man like all we like if you're at least i know from my religion you know if all we we can't you can't lead you can lead a horse to water but you can't make him drink um so it's you can do the best you can but like it doesn't mean they have to believe like you can give them all the answers that work but it's not always going to work for them like what what convinces me of my uh faith and belief isn't going to necessarily work for port and it's Mm -hmm. probably not going to work for you (laughs) you know yeah yeah and uh, another thing that you know, I another thing I kind of have to take into account is everybody has their own personal experience, and that's basically the one thing that nobody can judge somebody else's personal experience because we don't have that same experience. So somebody may have a personal experience that to them is enough to push them into belief, and I can't from the outside determine whether that. Uh, was a rational move at that point because I haven't had that experience. Yeah, it's very that, yeah. that and that's and I think yeah that is the that's probably the hardest part about um, like this whole debate is it, you you can't like as much as we say put um, you know put yourself in somebody else's shoes it's really hard to and it's damn near impossible to to actually see every single point of view that they've had up until this point and see everything that's yeah. led them to that. So it's, it's, it's a really difficult thing. And I don't know, um, for the people who are out there and like, they, they, it's their calling to like convert people. I'm like, man, I almost have like a lot of, uh, I have a lot of admiration for them because like they're on a almost impossible task. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, like, I don't have, I don't have any ill will, to somebody based on their religion. Um, somebody could be Christian, Muslim, Hindu, Buddha, Buddhist. Um, it, it makes no difference to me. Um, 
what I do have ill will for is people who try and force their uh, religious views on other people. Um, folks who are trying to go about legislating their religion into law, essentially. That's what I have the issue with. Um, yeah, so, that, that's tough in America, too. I mean, that's the whole thing, like the whole separation between church and state. I think the lines are... The lines have probably always been blurred, but it's kind of it's, it's difficult. And you, I think you see a lot more of it now. And I think that's making us a lot more divisive uh, versus, like I said, I'm a big fan of um, studying like the founding fathers of uh, what we know as America. Um, and I think a lot what a lot is attributed to them nowadays that. I think if you actually study them and look at what they said, letters they wrote to each other, discussions they had, uh, I don't think it's actually that way. What, I guess yeah. what people are attributing to them. It's a, it's a frustrating thing for somebody like me because I study political science. Um, that's my, what my bachelor's degree was in. So when I see people posting stuff on like Facebook and YouTube making claims that the United States is a Christian country, I'm like, whoa! What history are you looking at, bro? <laughs> yeah, like, like that—that's one of the things that at? drives me crazy. Oh man, I, I, I and I—you're better than I am because I just like I see that stuff and I just like I like I don't have the time and I don't have the energy because it's just gonna make like instantly like my heart starts racing when I see some stuff. So I that's why I, a lot of time I avoid Facebook because I see a lot of things and like. I'd have conversations with my buddies. Like if I feel my, like my face getting hot and my heart start pumping a little bit more, I'm like, I'm in trouble. Like, this is not what I need. And to be honest, like this is, um, this is something that I found like we have, um, at work, we have our own licensed clinical social worker. So she's, I know social workers in the title, but she's more of a uh, counselor or a therapist. Um, uh-huh. and she brought it up this, um, and I never thought about it. I never attributed this, but you realize, um, like a lot of times when we get, angry and we say things that we don't mean like you know because your heart's racing or like you're not able to clearly make thoughts is because a lot of times your uh, or majority of the time your brain is not getting the amount of oxygen that it needs to clearly mm. formulate things so because that's like again when your heart's racing your face is getting hot your pits are sweating um your brain doesn't have the normal oxygen amount that it would so you just fire off something and was something that you normally would not say or in an yeah. in a rational thing um, you wouldn't do. And that word that really hit home for me is because I know <laughs> uh, I, I did CrossFit for a long, I still do CrossFit, but uh, I did like competitive CrossFit for a long time. And a lot of times like I would do something, I, I'd miscount a rep or something. And then somebody would say, Hey, you missed a rep. And I'd be like, I would like physically, like I wouldn't be angry, but like, I'll be very forceful. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm just, I know I didn't count them. Like, and people would be scared to judge me because, <laughs> Because I would be like so angry, but it's because I literally had less oxygen in my brain because it was going to the rest of the muscles around my body uh, to work out. So I, I couldn't tone it down. I'm like, hey, are you sure? <laughs> and so I'm like, fuck, you're wrong. I don't care what the fuck you say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I never thought yeah. about that. Makes sense. So yeah, I had, and, go ahead. and I, I, so these kinds of conversation, conversations about religion and epistemology and that kind of stuff, um, I find when I look back at, you know, past me, um, when I first started getting into this, like several years ago, that the way I had conversations has changed quite a bit. 
Um, a lot of it has to do with my comfort level. At this point, I, I usually don't get very worked up with these kinds of conversations anymore, where I would have uh, earlier on. Um, and I think uh, now that you mentioned that with the, you know, the heart racing and you start kind of getting a little anxious, um, I think that kind of makes sense is it, is it kind of drives you into this kind of fight or flight situation as yeah. opposed to kind of really thinking through it. Um, so yeah, I think that's a, a very good point. Yeah. I think I'm still, like, I get myself. I'm like, I usually when I see arguments, I'm like, that's stupid. I'm just like, I'm just going to, I'm not going to fight this one. I'm just going to, I'm just going to take flight. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no point in me just, uh, like, and, and that might be a bad way to look at things too, because maybe I, I just kind of let people go on, like have a blank check. And when it comes to just putting their ideas, but I got a couple of buddies. So I'm just like, <sighs> okay, we got to pick those battles, man. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I think it'd be like, if I'm in person, I'm more likely to do it. Um, but if I, my, my trick is usually if I see something that's like completely asinine and like, I'm 99% sure that they are completely wrong, especially speaking from experience, not only my experience, but um, like stuff I could literally point to and lay out like there's actual evidence for. I just usually put LOL and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> like this is like and that's, that's almost as probably to be honest, it's probably almost as bad as when like your old lady texts you a message and it's like a page long and you just put K. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's good to know. I'm I'm gonna like if I ever see you uh, comment on something on Facebook, it says LOL. I'm like, ah, I know what he's thinking. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm thinking this guy has no clue what he's talking about. I got my yeah. luxury translator right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I tr honestly I try to. I usually make like I'll make a post uh, or not a post. I'll comment on somebody's post usually like maybe like once a month on someone's, and then probably I'll make a post maybe once every three months just because I'm like. I'm I'm more of a I've become more of a observer, less more of a less of an interactor. But yeah, you'll you'll you'll, you'll I get, I can almost guarantee you, you'll see me some uh, see some law or LOLs out there. Yeah, man. Um, and it, dude, that social media environment, oh, it's it's an especially dangerous place to have those kinds of conversations, uh, especially with the high visibility of it, because um, like researchers have found out that basically once a person has publicly stated their position on something, um, they are far less likely to change that position than if it was something that they held internally and didn't tell people about already. Like if I go out, like, like if I go out and I, and I publicly express, um, on like Facebook, I post a, a post a post about, um, I really hate Tiger King. It's the worst show I've ever seen. <laughs> um, if somebody presents me uh, good evidence that uh, should cause me to change my mind, I'm far less likely to do that because just in my head, I'm worried about um, what that's going to say about me, me having changed my position. And it's, it's not something that you're thinking about on the surface level. Um, it's like subconsciously. Yeah. So it's it's something to think about if you are looking to have a disagreement on like a social media platform with somebody is that yeah. it might take more than the normal uh, amount of evidence or argument to conv to change somebody's position at that point. Right.
It's like they doubled down. And honestly, I think Kinda. you you usually can see um, that like if you're following, especially like a longer chain, like or a mediumish chain. So like if you see like a me- when I say medium chain, like we'll say there's like 15 comments, you know. Um, you can usually see if you watch closely when somebody has almost admitted defeat or they haven't admitted it on purpose. But um, you can see when the person who brought something up has won essentially when they're just like, well, that's just how I feel. Like you can't convince me any otherwise. And you're like, they'll, they have no more argument. That person has yeah. lost. Uh, like, or, they, I, I, or they call you a, a cock or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Usually like once it gets down to fix or uh, arguments like that, that's you're like, okay, you can almost take solace in that. Like, okay, that person, that person's probably won or that person gave me so much evidence that they're just overwhelmed. Cause I think we've all been that person. But that person, as much as I try, not to be. Like. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 because they have nothing else to resort to, essentially, right? Yeah, exactly. This is it kind of scopes back to name calling when you're like a little kid, and it, it's funny that we, like when you think about it, we all like we never really truly grow up because at the end of the day, I feel like if you take an argument on long enough, it's going to end up in like that, like schoolyard uh, antics eventually. Uh, you kind of, you kind of have to set rules from the beginning of a conversation like that. Um, where, where both, where both parties have an understanding of, of, you know, what the conversation is about the conversation. This is not about making you look dumb. This is about finding out, you know, which, which position is correct. Um, because if you don't, man, folks take stuff personally. Yeah. Well, you could almost have, you know, what would be cool is if you had a, uh, since we're in the, um, I guess the internet of things now or not, I guess this isn't more of an internet of things, uh, type, uh, thing, but like, or we're in more of a social media, um, world, you could almost create like a, um, kind of like how you have zoom, but like a debate app where you're like, okay, like you can set, you can set the rules before and like, Hey, let's, let's talk this out. And if you really want to have this debate in front of a bunch of people, like you would on Facebook, you just have the debate you say, okay, you get 30 minutes. Here's the rules, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Let's talk. Yeah. Um, and then you could have like subscriptions or whatever to that. Um, but a lot of people do that. There's a, there's a thing called discord. Oh yeah. I've only, heard I've only heard debauchery from uh, Discord. Uh, <laughs> you got you got to go to the right place because yeah, if you want debauchery, you could find debauchery. <laughs> There's always debauchery out there. That's yeah. easy to find. Yeah, it it takes work to uh, to find the good uh, quality conversations and to have <laughs> the quality conversations. It's not an easy thing to do. It takes time and effort. Yeah, so. you could almost call it chat debate. That might also get confused with like chatterbait <laughs> <laughs> or you or you just debate somebody naked yeah it's a power <laughs> move right there <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's how you get, that's how you get to the core issues right there <laughs> <laughs> yeah really you could probably i can tell a lot about you and i can tell you're gonna i can tell you're probably gonna win this argument just because how strong you feel just looking at you <laughs> You're compensating clearly. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that'll uh, that'll make it so people are like, you know, they're actually in it. You know, what I mean, because they're like, uh, yeah. as soon as soon as they like don't want to be there anymore, they're probably just gonna leave and be like, 
okay, we're naked. We got to get out of here. You know what I mean? <laughs> That'd be genuine, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, funny idea right there, man. You guys got to patent that stuff. Yeah. That's There's a lot good. of things that we probably should patent. To be I honest, yeah. I think we're putting a lot out in the universe, and we're not we're not getting we're not getting paid for the uh, amount of quality stuff that's going out in the world here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man, you guys gotta you got gotta hit up Manscaped. Yeah, you know, uh, use use code luxury for fifteen uh, percent off of Manscaped. That also that code is not actually going to work uh, because we're not sponsored by Manscaped. Just but try it try. anyways. Try it anyways, guys. <laughs> See if we can get random. You never know. Dude, yeah. we just started saying that we probably could. Just like, hey, this uh, <laughs> this this podcast is sponsored by Luigi's Pizza on 39th Street. Um, <laughs> go there, ask for uh, ask for the port special, and he'll hook you up. Somebody goes there, and it's like the port <laughs> special. What are you talking about? Get right the now? fuck out of here. <laughs> Maybe they're a listener. Maybe they'll come up with one just because of it. You know, that would be. I wouldn't complain. I would not. Yeah. Well, uh, I think we're. I don't know. You got anything else, Port, or uh, they're just. No, I don't think so. Yeah, uh, we're about, about. Okay. Well, uh, I think we're at about an hour and twenty. So, um, yeah, I think we had some good discussion. I appreciate you guys uh, coming around again. Yeah, it was a blast. Yeah, yeah just thanks for uh, sending out the message. We appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, if you think if and if you think of anybody else who would uh, uh, be good uh, person to come on, let them know, and I'm sure we'll be what would be happy to have you back. Sounds good. All right, well, uh, call today then. All right. The views and opinions yeah. expressed in this podcast are those of the individuals and do not reflect the official policy or position of any agency of the U.S. government.